1: all right, we were off Friday, three-day rare hiatus. I'm not sure what a hiatus is, but uh, whatever we ate, that was it. We were off Friday, a little three-day break. We're back at it here on the two guys at a mic show, TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Very, very difficult television viewing tonight for the Chicago listeners as the Bears-Lions Monday night game, the presidential debate, the final presidential debate and As me and the Big Dog always like to say, two of the best words in all of sport. In all of life, really. Game 7. You got three of those tonight. We'll talk about that and more, including the NFL recap, a little bit of music, and then we'll kick off a brand new week here on the TalkZone.com! Thank you very much, David Olson, producer extraordinaire on the other side of the glass, who, by the way, had a bounce back week and beat the Schmoes. Our resident leader on the board after a couple of weeks off bounces back with a 2 and one result. We'll have all the beat the Schmoes results in just a minute, but let me introduce my uh, semi-frestanced co-host who I hope got to watch a lot of football over the weekend, but I know uh, as of about three minutes ago, I just found out via the Facebook page that he had a little bicycle accident to deal with as well. Big Dog, how are you? I'm afraid maybe... Not feeling too good.
0: Well, no, I'm I'm doing all right, Coach. And uh, and no, I didn't get to watch a lot of football. I worked all day yesterday, so I got to watch a little bit of uh, the Packers, Rams, Texans, Ravens. But I didn't get to watch football, and I worked all day Saturday, too. So mm-hmm. I didn't get to watch a lot of football this weekend, and it's a little disappointing. And well, but
1: considering that I'm
0: alive, yes, I, I really could care less that I didn't get to watch a little football this week. And I actually was able to walk and work.
1: Let me let me just say, before you get into the injury, I want to find out what happened, and I think it's based on, we we were talking about this last week, the possibility of bike injuries, but let me just quickly put in, I think you got the better of the deal, because this was such an unbelievably nice weekend. From a weather standpoint, and not just weather, but visual, to see the clear crispness and the leaves change, I don't want to get too, Overly dramatic here, but you know what? Much better than watching football this weekend. You got the better of it, my friend, being out in the big city in the Chicago River on an absolutely gorgeous weekend.
0: Yeah, I can't complain. I mean, seriously, I really needed the money, too. So I, yep. I it was nice It uh, actually worked this weekend. It was excellent. Uh,
1: uh, let me ask you, who got, who got the worst of the deal this weekend? You on your bike or the Baltimore Ravens?
0: Ooh, the Baltimore Ravens. So without Ray Ray, they don't look too good, do they, Coach?
1: No, but more importantly, how do you look right now? And what happened? Coach, I, I, really, I really can't explain
0: how I did not get killed, okay? But on Friday at about 2 o'clock and about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to East Bank Club to do my leg workout, okay? Yep. I'm all disappointed because we canceled our Friday night tour with the University of Chicago professor's. Who I found out, someone, uh, one of the professors took my uh, tour last year, found out that it was a different Ghost and Gangster tour this year. Too bad you didn't get to see either one of those two because I'm scrapping both of those. I'm doing a new one next year. Uh, But someone at the University of Chicago made it mandatory for all the university professors that are history teachers to take my tour. So the, the University of Chicago is paying for it. These guys are coming out. I was all excited. They canceled it because it was going to be... 38 degrees. What the hell's wrong with people? What's wrong with... Who can't kayak in 38 degree weather? Okay. Well, anyways, I get on my bike and I start heading to East Bank Club. And something told me, don't ride your bike today. Don't ride your bike today. And I stop, literally get off my bike, open up, reopen up the gate and walk it down. And when I got down there, I'm like, what am I talking about? Everything is fine. I want to ride the bike. So I get up back on the bike and I don't listen to my gut. Okay. And I get out the canal like I always do. If anybody knows canal in in the in the city of Chicago, that's how you get from the South Side to downtown. Don't take the highway. Don't take any other road. Get your ass on Canal and go north. The fastest road in the city of Chicago. Well, as I'm on it, right when I pass Cermak, uh, where like the, where you go into the main part of Chinatown,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I swear to co- coach. Coach, my father's grave. I say to myself, I'm about to get hit by a car. I knew it. I felt it. I'm not just. I'm not just like. Oh, I, 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 I had this premonition. No, I literally felt I'm about to get hit by a car. Car comes by and hits my left arm off of my bike. You understand what I'm saying? And I am literally. So this is not a. from the curb at this point. Right, so this, this, is, this is this is not a car missionary.
1: car door. Can't opening.
0: Wait, but, what's that?
1: This is not a car door opening situation. The car.
0: No, this is a guy doing 40 miles an hour on Canal Street. Okay, and. Uh, his mirror hits my arm. But you got to understand, I'm six inches from the curb. His door hits my handlebar. One of those deals. Yep. Okay. And immediately I go right into the curb that I'm six inches away from. Okay. The guy didn't have enough room. I guess the, the, the 20 feet of lane next to him wasn't big enough for the freaking whatever. And I don't really know what happened next, Coach. But all I know is this I went off my bike and somehow landed on my feet. I didn't flip, but I, like, I, like, I ditched the bike, you know, and all I cared about was, and I I ran, like, and stopped. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I I flew off the bike, not flipping people, and, like, I kind of, like, trashed the bike. I didn't even really care at this point. And I, like, ran, and I stopped, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I looked up, and I see the silver minivan, and he just kept going, okay? And I just ran, I got back on my bike, ran back to it, and I pedaled up, canal street over the the chicago river where it goes over the river right there Mm -hmm. and i see there's a stoplight on 18th street and i go as fast as i possibly can and i'm like i I, i'm I'm hauling and i at this point i'm thinking you know what there's nothing wrong with you whatsoever it's it's, let the guy go but i I can't because it's still on the red light and i get to the intersection i put the bike down and i run through the cars and people are like, what? And as hard as I can, I bang both of my hands on the guy's back, like, uh, door window. And I see the guy, like, jump in his car. And I run around. He just starts leaving. He starts, he turns. He takes the left turn from Canal on the 18th Street uh, when he sees me coming. And he, like, was staring at me. And I'm like, you just freaking blah, 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 hit me with a car and you left. And then I screamed, why 409390 on the in place." And some guy was like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, that guy just hit me with a vehicle. And he's like, really? He's like, oh, okay. Because they were like, why is some psycho pounding on some dude's window in the middle of his intersection? And then, like, I walked away, and I'm like, you know, a lot worse could happen. I'm like, nothing's wrong with me. Then I looked down, and I'm like, oh, okay. Then I realized I was hurt. You know, I didn't realize when the guy hit me that I I got banged up just a little bit, though, coach. And uh, my legs and body are still sore from this incident. I can't really explain how I did not hurt myself. I got this nasty scratch, but it's only a scratch, what's the big deal, on my leg. Other than that, there's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But my bike broke its axle. Do you know, uh, like, how hard you... I can't even explain how I've hit... I've been doing 30 miles an hour on that bike and hit potholes, okay? So I can't even explain how hard I had to hit this curb to break the axle of my bike, okay? It snapped in half. And uh, it's it just... Uh, I don't know. I love coaches. All, all I couple, to tell you, couple, I, I'm not kidding you. Five minutes earlier, less than five minutes earlier, someone was telling me, "Don't get on this bike. Don't get on this bike." And then instantly, right before I got hit, I was like, "I'm about to get hit by a car." I think it, it just—I knew I was about to get hit. Coach, is all I can tell you.
1: I, I want to get back to the premonition because I do find that uh, even as a skeptic of the uh auspices, I, I you know, it, it sounds fascinating. So I do want to get back to that. Couple of questions. Though. First of all. After the injuries, you were still able to conduct kayaking tours the entire weekend?
0: I, just to let you know, I, 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 I had to walk the bike from about, I finally had, at at uh, Van Buren did I figure out that my axle was broke. because I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I just thought I was just so, like, anger that that's why I was going so slow and it was, like, so tough. Mm-hmm. And then finally I got off my bike at Van Buren, believe it or not. That's pretty far north of where we were at, at 18th Street. And uh, I looked at my I was like, oh, shit. Sorry, I don't mean to swear, but I mean I was in so I was so flustered and angry at that moment. I can't even explain the rage going through me that someone would hit me in a vehicle and not stop. The guy had to see me go flying.
1: Well, I want to I want to get to that in a second, but just just as the semi sidelight you were still able to get in a kayak the next two days and kayak uh, your way through through the tours. I'm amazed well, you were no, able. No, to...
0: no, no. On, on Saturday we did not have. Oh. Just put this way. I got to East Bank that day and I was so upset. I, would, I had I started working out and I started doing legs and I realized after I did my second leg routine, I was like my legs are totally jacked up and I, I hurt myself. Mm-hmm. Like get that my leg like I'm muscular. You were just you know, like, were... oh, I didn't I quit working out and then on Saturday I didn't exercise <laughs> but I went in, did all my whirlpool and stretch okay. and I didn't I was only in the kayak on Sunday yesterday. Okay. I did two tours, coach, which is like it's, it's demanding. But on Saturday, I, uh, me and the boys redid my whole shop. So it was just cool. I had my two best guys with me, and they did everything, basically. I'm not going you know, to just sit around and watch them. Work. All
1: right. Now, a couple of questions well. in defense, not in defense, uh, in explanation of uh, license point X0943F2, whatever it was. No, get it right. right.
0: Y 49390 <laughs> <zero>, silver minivan <laughs> and, don't just, worry about looking it up. I have a couple police officers.
1: Just right. to make sure, no chance that he did not realize he hit you.
0: He, 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 my point is this, coach: if that, if he's the type of douchebag that drives, that needs that much room on the highway to drive, and doesn't realize he hits somebody. He needs to be alerted. Hey, you need to wake up when you're right, driving. You just hit someone that flew off of a bike and you kept
1: going. That is a totally different situation. You're right, bad driving, but I, you know, there's that small possibility. It doesn't sound like it, but the small possibility that the guy didn't realize he hit you. If he realized he hit you and he sees a biker go down and doesn't stop, absolutely no excuse. That's about as low as you can possibly get.
0: But anybody who knows this neighborhood, I just want to let you know, Lumber Street was right there. All he had to do was just, like, he was literally, he had Mm -hmm. at least four seconds to be like, oh, I could just pull right here and Mm -hmm. see if the guy's all right.
1: Now, all of a sudden, you come up from behind him. And, Big Dog, you are a uh, somewhat large individual, and you start, you don't approach him from the front when you catch up to him, as, well, as of you described I was, it.
0: I was chasing him. I was. I know
1: that. I was, but I'm just
0: written down Canal Street. So here the guy is stopped bike.
1: at a stopped at a red light, and all of a sudden someone pounding in his car, and he looks back. So that's going to be immediate shock and awe right there. So
0: all I wanted was his license plate. I didn't need an explanation. He explained enough to me when I saw his tailpipe leaving the the crime as I
1: was did, heading back. I don't know how. I still don't know how I ran out of my feet. Did so, he hear you? Say that, hey, you hit me. Well, on the, the bike- windows were up, and I, I do know this. I
0: was screaming at him, and he looked—he was as white as a ghost. You know, it, know. it's funny—is all the people that have almost hit me on this, I've never yelled at white men. That white man almost killed me on mm-hmm. uh, Saturday or Friday night.
1: Yeah, uh, wow. And hey, we were just having uh, lunch a couple of weeks ago, Big Dog. And in fact, I think we talked over the phone a couple times of recent. About the potentials of bicycle injuries because of what happened to the uh, bicyclist a couple of weeks ago. We were talking more about you know you're cruising down the side of the road and someone opens up their car door.
0: Yeah, which I'm always aware of, I, and yeah. and and I always I, I'm always looking for the car door and I'm looking over my left shoulder as both. That's all I do for the whole entire ride. That's All I do is just make sure nobody opens their car door and nobody hits me from behind. That's.
1: And you don't wear that's a helmet,
0: all do you? I do. do you wear? There, you, there was, You ever see the the scene where Jim Belushi in Animal House runs into the middle of the field, and then he hops, and he looks in every single direction? Yes. That's basically what I look like when I'm riding a bicycle. (laughs) Uh,
1: John Belushi, and I can still picture that, yes. Oh,
0: Jim Belushi has all the talent in that family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm laughing because I'm repicturing that that classic vintage. That when I
0: look, when I'm riding, <laughs> I'm paranoid
1: like that, and I, yeah.
0: I I felt it. I swear I felt it because the paranoia crept oh, man. up in me. I'm a, so.
1: man, bicycle injuries. You're you know you're. It's fortunate you are in as good a shape as you're in because um, someone of less physical stature, bicycle injuries are incredibly unforgiving.
0: Oh no no hold on. I, I can't even explain it, I, I, and I got extremely lucky that nothing bad happened to me. Okay mm-hmm. and. And, like, when I told the guys at the gym, they were like, it's because you do all these balance exercises. Coach, I do these crazy – I do crazy balance exercises. Crazy stuff. People are like, human beings aren't supposed to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, I told Victor, dude, I got hit by a car. I hit it by my feet. He's like, because you stand on both the balls and juggle. guys. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, based so, on your Facebook page, Big Dog, please tell a couple of your friends who seem to have connections uh, – of a slightly different nature that uh, before tracking down license point XO whatever it is, uh, let's let's make sure you know we don't do anything inappropriate. Shall we say And I'm being kind as I possibly can.
0: What would be inappropriate?
1: A couple of, a couple of Facebook responses into indi- what would be inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Finding out the guy's address and going over there and beating him up. That would be not cool. By
0: the way, I have no intention of doing that. I know that. I have every intention of playing a classical joke. I'm on not, guy.
1: not worried about you as much as a couple of people who are in defense of you, some of your quote unquote friends on the Facebook page. So uh make sure everybody remains calm. Please.
0: It's funny how my ex girlfriends pop up immediately. Whenever <laughs> I get out of whenever I go on Facebook and mention that I almost get hit by a car, they're always like they always yeah. that's when they pop up, coach.
1: Forget about Which your cool. ex girlfriend. It's your current girlfriend that's uh you know, that the sweet, innocent Lily the Lilac firing a little bit on the Facebook page. Lily with a little fire in her eyes, defending her man, but uh, a streak of aggressiveness coming out. Lily the Lilac that I didn't know she had it in her.
0: I'm going to tell you something. I love that girl, Coach. Unlike any person I've ever had in my life, she is so good to me. I can't even explain it, and I've never heard her talk that way before or write anything like that before. Yep. It was that girl. It was. I don't know. She, I don't know. if She really meant it. But immediately when I, I, I diffused defused her, if you notice. Yep. I I didn't defuse anybody else when they said yes. something with her. I defused yep. it because I've never heard her act that way. The other guys, I know, were just trying to get all puffy chested. <laughs> yeah, so let's go whoop his ass. <laughs> or she'll be in front. Yeah, you know. I like how when, when bar fights start. People start talking smack, and then they stand right behind me. I'm like, I didn't
2: say anything. <laughs> you get up, you're you
0: the one that's the big, tough guy. Oh,
1: goodness. All right, so, uh, 888-463-6748. If you're a friend of the big dog, you're a bicyclist, maybe you're the car that hit the uh, the big dog, you've been in an accident like that, uh, feel free to check in. we got lots to talk about here, but, again, our phone line's are open for your perusal, folks, for your convenience. 888 463 6748. Today and today only, we will waive the twenty dollar charge for coming on the air. Is that right, David? We're not gonna charge people? Yeah, David says to hell with it. All right. Uh Big deal we got plenty to talk about. I kind of open up the show by saying now I'm going to the Bears game tonight, which even extirbates my particular consumption. But, uh, the people at home, you know, very difficult night for Chicago fans. You got Bears, Lions, Monday night football should be a great game. You got the final presidential debate. And, you know, maybe I'm saving the best for last, but I think Bob was it. No, Joe Buck summed it up best. He said, maybe the best thing this sport to, has to offer, talking about baseball, a game seven to get to the World Series. I agree with him. Maybe even more suspenseful than a game seven of the World Series. Game seven to get there. Tonight should be outstanding.
0: Oh, so it's going to be outstanding, and I'm a diehard Bears fan. I'm going to be watching the Bears game as I flip back and forth onto the uh, during commercial onto the World Series. Plus, I, I'll have the, my phone in my hand keeping track all that stuff, so I'm, I'm not worried about that. And if you if people are the, the third debate, I, I can definitely miss that or not watch it live for the simple fact is, is by this by the after two debates, you don't know who you're voting for yet, and that's. Uh, well, then maybe you do need to watch this debate at this point. Okay? Even, even so if you
1: do know who you're voting, I would argue there's still some relevance there. There's still definitely some entertainment factor. And it's almost a little bit like the bike race or the car race, Big dog. When you watch the debate, you're waiting for the potential bad scene or accident. So there, there's some I, entertainment value.
0: I would just rather have them uh, go to the Al Smith uh, charity dinner and have them tell jokes about each other for the next uh, half hour or two hours. <laughs> yeah. did, you, that, did you see that?
1: Yes, Oh, I, I saw clips, yes.
0: Oh my goodness, that was some good stuff. Yeah. i did, I got to be quite honest with you. You, know, you. I don't have to tell my political event here, but I was not happy with... Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I don't vote Republican, but I was not happy that Mitt Romney was a guy that the Republicans decided to put up against uh, Barack Obama. I think we need... The Republicans need—I shouldn't say we. I'm not a Republican. The Republicans need to have more of that Mitt Romney than they do the one that is so politically plastic. And mm-hmm. he was freaking good. I couldn't believe he was the way he handled that crowd when he didn't have to worry about. Oh what if I say something wrong? When he was just being Mitt Romney, he was freaking hysterical. Coach, we've always seen Obama be like that. I've never seen Mitt Romney like that before. I was, yeah. just, well, I was. I've always said, you to know. see him like telling jokes and being funny it was good
1: stuff even as a democrat now and you got this whole antithesis thing going on as the you know the anger between the two builds up here i've always said a of the candidates that were running for the republican convention you remember that circus was which was about, included about 12 debates uh, mitt romney was my favorite of the bunch and i always thought you know what this guy's a decent guy he's really a good guy as long as you know he just got caught up too much trying to uh appease the conservative agenda and the Tea Parties and stuff and started swinging his vote. But you're right. Uh, you know, if you wash everything away, and I like Obama better, but but Mitt Romney, a decent guy, a good guy, and very likable. It just has he to needs, stop. He,
0: he needs more Tea Party philosophy is what he needs.
1: Ugh. All right. How about them Bears? I'm,
0: I'm excited about today's game. It's going to be a difficult one. It's the... I don't care if the Bears are better than Detroit. I think all three of us uh, will agree that the Bears are better than Detroit. Teams focus on Monday Night Football, and they, they really come out ready to play. And I, I know the Bears are home, and they should win tonight. This is going to be a tough ball game, Coach. I am expecting a dog fight for at least the first forty-five minutes of this football game before the, the Bears pull ahead.
1: Let me let court. me throw a couple of factors at you. We've seen it before. We've been through it. The influence, positive, negative, big dog of the bye week for the beloved.
0: Um under Lovey Smith it's been good and bad. Let's face it. It's been good and bad. And when the Bears are good, and I do believe that they're good this year, it's been they've been awesome after the bye week. When the Bears have been bad, they were they were like, Do we really have to come back and finish the season? And they mm-hmm. get blown out after the bye week. So right. I, I'm not worried about it, coach. Not I'm just happy two consecutive Sundays without watching the Beloved. That was that was pretty difficult. That but luckily, that was on the river. And I didn't have to worry about it.
1: That is tough. We'll be back in action next Sunday. I think we got a Sunday night game, I want to say, maybe, coming up against the Houston Texans in a couple of weeks. How about that?
0: Yeah, the, the Bears are in prime time five of their yes. 16 games this year. So, wow. yeah. It's,
1: yeah. All right, but next week, I think we get back, and I agree with you, the Sunday afternoon tradition has been one week without it. Not so bad. Two weeks is about one week too many. Uh, uh, category number two, the, and I think this is even more significant than the bye week factor, the psychological aspect of the Detroit Lions and what, more specifically, this was a team that was about five minutes away from possibly a defunctory season. Mm-hmm. They're one and three. I think they were a disappointing season. High expectations this year. The Eagles score a touchdown on a 70 yard pass. About four minutes left of the game, the Lions are down 10, and they find a way to come back and win. So they survive from near-death experience, big dog, and they got the momentum going. How does that – that might have answered my own question, but how do you think that will uh, deal with psychologically for the Lion versus the Bear? I, I
0: don't think it's any different psychologically. You're exactly right about everything that happened. Uh, so they're, they're psychologically they're psych- – psychologically, they're like, oh, we're back in it. We beat the Bears, and, you know, what? we're right back in the middle of the NFC North race, even though they're still in last place, okay? But then, they, you know, they wouldn't be that far off, Consider that they'd be, well, uh, they'd be a game and a half behind the first-place team, even though they're in last place, mm-hmm. still playing everybody else five more times. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking about this, way: if they had lost to the Eagles, they could be, you could say psychologically, well, this is our last primetime game of the year, let's show up well, and maybe we can save our season. You know, so it's like you can look at it all type of different ways. I tell you this, if the Bears block and tackle this way, the way they should, I don't care what uh, psychologically uh, that the Detroit Lions are going through, they're going to get their butts kicked. So uh, I'm not too worried about it, okay. Coach. The Bears need to go out and play, uh, take care of
1: business. All right, solid analysis from our football expert, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, coming off a vicious bicycle accident off the weekend. No, no, but-
0: vicious. Let's. I'm right, miraculous. Let, me, let me roll uh, up the description. Me, I, I, I got to tell you, so I, that's the second bike accident I've been in. The first one <laughs> yes. was my fault. That one wasn't. And, I, and I'm not going to, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to test karma, coach.
1: But based on that your is. Chicago Bear analysis, it may have affected your body, my friend. It clearly has not affected your brain as you're breaking it down here. Scintillating analysis for our Chicago Bears fan. 888-463-6748. You want to talk some NFL football with a dog and the coach? We're right here. For you. Uh, aspect number three, Big Dog, uh, not a major concern, but a little bit of a growing concern with the Bears that their offense has been really solid in the second half, but El Stinko in the first half. You've been there in the trenches. What can the Bears do? Be it play call or something different. What can they do to get a better start? First half offense.
0: You know, I'm sure they've tried to do something about it because when it happened the first game and we were like, wow. Remember how the first game started against the Colts? We, we, it was dumbfounding, and the Packers game the next week was just as bad. Uh, you you can you can address it, and I'm sure they have. At this point, I don't even know if you have to address it because if you keep on addressing it too much, next you know you have a bad. Yep. You're going to keep on having bad the first series of games. So go out there, have a good game plan, and, and, and get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny is that you. I thought you were going to go somewhere totally different with that. I was waiting as, like, are the Bears preparing for their backup quarterback? Because every time Matthew Stafford plays a game where Julius Peppers is involved, Julius Peppers sends him out for, like, four or five weeks.
1: Who is, uh, and I still have visions of one of my favorite backup quarterbacks of all time, the great Drew Orlowski, but who is the Detroit Lions backup quarterback now?
0: You know what? Uh, Dan Orlowski, I think, is gone. It's no longer, uh, then they went with Bruce Gradkowski, but he's now uh, backing
1: up Tampa Bay. I'm is he still sure. the guy from Michigan State, Um uh, Drew. Drew Storen. who? Drew Storen. Yeah. No, not Drew Storen. That's a kid from Washington.
0: The Drew. You got the you got the Drew wrong. because yeah. It was uh, that's the Drew kid, and I can Yeah, that's he's still the backup. He's still for the backup. Right, he's not bad. Yeah.
1: Actually, he's not. He's not too bad. But uh, so, and I'm not even aware of the past history. So, Julius Peppers. Uh, yeah, actually, now that you remind me, I am.
0: Yeah, like uh, the one time he got in the concussion last year, he broke his elbow. Not broke his elbow, but like dislocated the elbow Uh when he uh, stripped Stafford of the ball.
1: So Stafford, early on, we should be looking to see if Stafford is uh, kind of have a little quick trigger, shall we say?
0: Yeah, I, I would expect Julius, but he always gets double teams, and every time he doesn't, he gets I would expect Julius Peppers to yeah. take a beating tonight from wow, every single Detroit Lion blocker up
1: there. That's fine. The beauty of our defensive line is not just Julius Peppers. Let Henry Melton, Israeli Adonis, yes. uh, and the rest of the boys go to work. Yes, David? Absolutely. Sean Hill is the backup. Ah, Drew Stanton uh, uh, is Sean the guy
0: we were thinking Hill. That's right. He played last year. Uh, Sean Hill definitely played last season for those.
1: Ex-Tulane for the in the quarterback, Bears. ex-New Orleans quarterback. Drew Stanton is the Michigan State quarterback, so we stand, That's stand corrected. That's the name. the name, All right, uh, I want to do an NFL round-up and wrap-up, big dog, even though the Bears weren't playing. There was uh, a bunch of quality games. We'll go down them. i hopefully get to each and every one of them. We'll let the fans out there call in, comment on any particular game, 888-463-6748. Before we do that, dog, any um. Final, I think we both expect an entertaining game tonight, but any final Bear-Lion comments?
0: Uh, we'll probably get to more comments uh, uh, later on in the game, but uh, I think it's a prime time game. I know it's a primetime game, so I think we're going to have ourselves a Devin Hester sighting tonight. Woo! He's Devin been... Hester going to sort of go to the house and redecorate tonight. That's he... What done, so.
1: <laughs> he has been uh, contained, to put it mildly, so far in his kick-and-punt returns.
0: Yes, and I don't know what it is about prime time, but all of a sudden the juices get flowing in a little Devin Hester. Mm-hmm. And I, I think tonight's the night he explodes onto the scene of of the 2012 season for mm-hmm. the Bears. All right, we in also different ways.
1: We get to Earl Bennett back in the lineup, too. It'll be good to see him play.
0: That'd be nice, but we need Earl Bennett to have his three catches all for first downs. <laughs> every single one of them he gets hit so hard we're like, is he going to be okay? That's Earl Bennett's job. He's the black version of Tom Waddle for the Chicago Bears right
1: now. Mm-hmm. Which is not a bad thing. Not, not bad at all. Thing. All right, should be a great ball game tonight. Bears and Lions, you got Game 7. We'll talk a little bit about baseball, too, and the San Francisco Giants who continue to hang on. But right now, a regular Monday segment. We do it each and every Monday. Here are the two guys at a mic show, TalkZone.com. It is time for the NFL Round them Up and wrap them Up! we got to get some Roundup wrapping up music. All right. You ready, Big Dog? Sounds good, Coach. Try to control your unadulterated excitement here. Green Bay Packers, 30. The St. Louis Rams, 20. Aaron Rodgers banged around a little bit in the first half, by the way. He got knocked down a couple of times, sacked a couple of times. Still finishes 30 for 37. I still say, Big Dog, he's the most accurate. Accurate. Just, just on passing accuracy, that's the aspect of any quarterback that I've ever seen anyhow Packers win 30 to 20 and they're in a two-game bounce back
0: yeah the, the, he's definitely up there coach he, he's up there with uh, Steve young and, and Joe Montana for for accuracy uh, he's uh you know they look pretty good and they still don't have any running game they they can't get anything out of the Alex green kid all their other running backs are hurt it's really amazing it's a it's a one-man offense over there in Green Bay mm-hmm
1: and Randall Cobb. Last week it was what Jordy Nelson, three touchdowns. James Jones, a couple. Yesterday it's Randall Cobb getting a couple of touchdowns. So the Packers are always much more dangerous when they got that bevy of receivers, and they kind of got that that going for them right now.
0: That reminds me of a couple of years ago when like the, the yep. that would happen with the Patriots. Tom Brady had 350 yards every single game, and he would be a different leading receiver every week. That's kind of that's mm-hmm. that's a sign of a great quarterback. I mean, and a pretty good
1: offense, and you can do that, too. All right, Packers advance uh, in the Central Division, or North, what are we in? The NFC North Division, sorry about that. Uh, sticking in the North Division with the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, kind of in a, we'll call it a business-like victory over a pretty good Arizona team. They went 21-14 to despite. Now, Christian Ponders had a pretty good season, Big dog coming off two very good games. He was atrocious yesterday. I mean, brutal. And the Vikings behind Adrian Peterson and a great defense find a way to win the game. So a little bad, little good for Minnesota.
0: Yeah, you, Your quarterbacks are going to have bad games every once in a while, and especially against an extremely good pass defense like the Arizona Cardinals. So I've been the first one to say Christian Ponder is not an NFL quarterback. He's proven enough to me through the, the Vikings' first five games this year not to overreact over his bad sixth game of the season. But like you said... They won. I will take – I'll be more than happy right now if you ask me for an ugly Chicago Bears victory right now. I'll mm-hmm. take it in tonight's game against Detroit. So,
1: Adrian Peterson, that. 153 yards. He says he's still not fully healthy, Big Doe. So AP is uh, rounding into form, kind of a scary thought.
0: Yeah, 153 yards. So the guy that has no quarterback playing for him, everybody yep. on the defense knows he's going to get the ball, yep. and he says he's not healthy yet. My goodness, that dude is freaking – he's one of the great running backs of our era, Coach.
1: No question. Game three in the docket, big battle. We expected a good one, and they delivered the New England Patriots in overtime. Knock off the New York Jets 29-26. to Tough loss for Rex Ryan and the boys, Stephen Goskowski, with a 48-yard field goal into overtime. It came off of a fumble, big dog, kind of a wild game back and forth. But the Patriots, as they so often do, find a way to win.
0: Uh, I, I I got to watch like five minutes of that game on my phone, and Antonio Camardi dropped an interception that would have won the game for the Jets. And while they were while they were describing that, oh, he dropped an interception. They're like, oh, that the second interception he's dropped this quarter. You know, you, you got to catch the ball on defensive if, if you're getting it thrown right to you. That's uh, huge. That was the difference in the game. Coach, they they lost it overtime. Uh, the, the Patriots would not have scored on the possession that they did if uh, if. Uh, if Camardi. You know, what I mean, just little things like that. Their best player, their best defensive player, Antonio Comarty, drops two interceptions mm-hmm. or else they win the game.
1: Got to take advantage of those opportunities. No question Absolutely. about it. tight end, Rob Gronkowski, by the way, caught two Tom Brady touchdown passes. So it was Gronkowski and then their field goal kicker, Goskowski. Yes, coach. Thank you. There's a t shirt in the You got both those names right. All right. Thank you very much. Houston and Baltimore. Uh, people expected a defensive battle here, maybe an over-and-under of 25, 30 points. Well, they were half right. They were half right. Baltimore, Ray Rice and company zilch on the offensive side, but the Houston Texans coming off their worst game of the year, they bounced back, big dog, and looked like, I don't want to use the word dominant, but clearly looked like one of the best teams in the NFL. 43-13, Texan over Raven. Yeah, they gave up. The, the
0: Texans got a safety, they got... Returns for touchdowns, you know that. The defensively, the Texans did their part yesterday. So,
1: all right, are they in, um, in the AFC, Big Dog? I know you haven't got to watch as much football as you wanted, but for real, I mean, would you would you consider Houston? I don't want to say prohibitive, but if not head and shoulders, at least uh, maybe a chin and and the forehead ahead of the rest of the pack in the AFC.
0: You know what? Every year there's usually a couple dominant teams that you can point to and say, you know, we're going to win the Super Bowl. 2012, there's 20 teams still around saying, you know, we can win the Super Bowl, and this is a sixth game, maybe even more than that. I'm going to have to say the Texans are the favorite in an extremely elite pool of parity. Okay, it's like they're the, they're the car doing 75 miles an hour, and everybody else is doing 74 is the best way. What I can was the term
1: you said? Elite pool of parity.
0: A league pool. Oh, of parity. a league.
1: Okay, I thought you said an elite pool of parity. That's kind of an interesting. I like that description. But you're exactly right, parity, and that's not just the AFC. By the way, that description could go to the NFC, uh which explains why we've seen so many close games. I think more overtime games this year. Big. I haven't seen the stats, but I can't remember a season that's had more overtime games thus far, anyways, that we've had this year.
0: I think all the afternoon games yesterday went to overtime, didn't they? Not
1: all, but a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> but a bunch. Alright, another next game of the DACA, one of the best of the day, the New York Giants, Washington Redskins. Back and forth they went. The uh, Giants come out with a victory, 27-23. to 23. Eli Manning amazingly getting it done. With under a minute or a minute, about a minute and a half to go, Robert Griffin III, great game, and it looked like Big dog the Redskins won the game. The Griffin thirty-yard pass to Santana Moss, a beautiful pass, It looked like it was going to be you know RG three taking that next step, bringing the Redskins. But back comes Eli Manning and he finds Victor Cruz for the winner as he's done so many times. Great game, excellent.
0: Game. And didn't Robert Griffin III have a, a play reverse that with four seconds to go that would have won the game for the Redskins?
1: Talking about, was that the, the Mike Williams play? Or is that another he, team I'm thinking of?
0: Where he was out of bounds yeah. and he came back. I didn't get to see it, but some yep. some guy that was on our late kayak tour was like, man, the, the Redskins got like, sick. Yeah, I believe, and,
1: and I wasn't watching that one live. I think you're talking about Mike Williams, uh, okay. who stepped out of bounds, came back in to catch the pass. I hate that rule, by the way. So
0: uh, don't go out of bounds. There's, there's, why? what. Why do you hate so many rules that make so much sense? (laughs) You can't go out of bounds when you're on the football field to get open. Seems pretty clear to me. You can't do it in basketball either, can Uh, you?
1: Without without getting into an extreme argument, I agree with you. But I would say if you just tiptoe out of bounds and there is, you've heard me say this before, no advantage gained. I could very easily dismiss that as a referee. No advantage. Yeah, whatever. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I, I would definitely not want you the referee of anybody. Oh, I think of would. any game that I was calling I, as a coach, actually, I, I would think have you my would. players play by the rules.
1: I'm a players' ref,
0: so, though. I understand no, you're the not game. A players' ref.
1: I don't understand the rules, but I understand the game. I yeah. know how well, it's. Public. You
0: would not be a players' ref. Yes, if I, would. I play by the rules. No. Okay, so I would no. say no. You'd be the worst ref no. I've ever seen.
1: Nope. I'm a players' ref. If you're sitting at home with a rule book, you might not like me. A coach who's wearing, you know, the boxers or the briefs a little too tight might not like me, but I'm a player's rough big though. Don't kid yourself.
0: <laughs> we need to move away from your officiating, okay, you
1: All right. It. At any rate, uh the Giants win. It was a phenomenal game. And let me just say this and I I still need to see him play more. But Robert Griffin III, more than Cam Newton, who's phenomenal also. More than a couple of you know, Andrew Luck, who is also phenomenal, I and mean, tremendous young Robert Griffin III might be the best young quarterback I've seen in a long time. I mean his intelligence, his presence, his touch are things we forget about in addition to the obvious strong arm and his incredible running ability. The guy is special, Big Doug.
0: And, and let's face it. Having Mike Shanahan as his coach right now has been awfully, awfully good for him because uh, they run the ball in, in in Washington. They make sure that they're in second and five and third and two, as opposed to second and ten and, and third and eleven, and that makes a huge difference for a young quarterback. I, the, what they've done in Washington to make like to get Robert Griffin the third, and then make sure that they have an offense that fits his talents and his capabilities and where he is at mentally so far as you know only playing six games in the nfl they've done a great job of handling him down there coach. Mm -hmm.
1: phenomenal job Ah, it's gonna be fun to watch a lot of great young quarterbacks in the nfl going to keep that league popular for a few years to come to say the least moving on to the next game big dog another outstanding game sound like a broken record this puppy went back and forth but tennessee the titan who a lot of us thought may be the worst team in the nfl to begin the year they're three and four Thank you very much, Parody. They knock off Buffalo in a wild one thirty-five to 34 Chris Johnson shows up, big dog. Chris Johnson, zero touchdowns his last ten games. He scores two, and Buffalo wins it by a point late.
0: Yeah, you know, it's nice that Chris Johnson showed up in the Buffalo game because, you know, those people haven't suffered enough. Why, why can't he show up when they're playing like a New York team or, or the Packers or something like that?
1: I'll have an answer for you tomorrow. Okay. How about Matt Hasselbeck, the 40-something Matt Hasselbeck throwing the 15-yard touchdown pass to Nate Washington to win the game? Matt Hasselbeck refuses. At some point, they're going to make an announcer out of him, big dog, but he's he's still got the helmet on playing NFL football.
0: You know what? He should be playing instead of Jake Locker. Anyways, I know that that just throw away a season in the NFL when you have Matt Hasselbeck on your bench and you start Jake Locker is just dumb. Okay, that's pretty Mm -hmm. much all it.
1: All right. Uh, the coaching career of, I believe his name is Aaron Crocker, is over the substitute for the substitute. Head coach of the New Orleans Saints finishes out with a two-game winning streak after losing his last four. The Saints come out with another win. That's two in a row. They beat Tampa Bay 35-28, a battle of quarterbacks. Drew Brees was unbelievable. Four touchdown passes. Josh Freeman went wild against that terrible Saints defense. He threw for 420 yards. Wow, that's... uh
0: Yeah, I was... Going up against Drew Brees yesterday, not good, not good at all, whatever. Uh, that was the only game I got wrong on beat the Schmoes, coach, and I was actually a little surprised at New Orleans. I know they were the favorite. I was one of the things I could not understand why New Orleans was the favorite going into Tampa Bay, but they definitely played like it, and maybe they're getting their act together, and all of a sudden if the Saints can start winning some games, they'll be in the middle of the playoff picture, and that was one team that I would have said both of us wrote off when they were 0-4, mm-hmm. and now they're 2-4, and and, yeah, but you know,
1: they better stop someone. That's a good point. I mean, who's, an point. who's the assistant coach that's now able to coach? the? Uh, what's the guy's name? I forget. Joey Vitt? Yeah. Who I believe we last saw on the final episode of The Sopranos. But Joey Vitt is now the head. The defensive coordinator, takes over. So maybe he'll have an input. But right now the Saints defense, easily the worst in the NFL.
0: Yeah, it's bad, Coach. It's, that's why I thought they were – that's why I thought Kappa would win that game. yeah
1: All right, and the final game to talk about, Oakland and Jacksonville. Another phenomenal game. Oakland comes from 10 points down in the fourth quarter to tie the game. They actually had a chance to win it. Janikowski missing from 60-something at the buzzer. But in overtime, my guy Cecil Shorts, big dog. Cecil Shorts for Jacksonville fumbles the ball. Oakland recovers. Janikowski gets a second chance, 40-yard field goal. Raiders win.
0: Yeah, and – uh. Uh, the Raiders got out by the skin of their teeth and they committed a bunch of penalties They're calling timeouts when, you know, they're just half the ball on offense in the middle of the third quarter. Unbelievable coach. Uh, The the Raiders, they barely beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, you, you talked that you said earlier, Tennessee was the worst team in football. I thought Jacksonville was the worst team in football. Yep.
1: By the way, if Cecil Shorts or any member of the Shorts family is listening to the program, what would you what words to console the Cecil shorts family Big Doe, could you give
0: uh, are you gonna name your son Jim
1: <laughs> Oh goodness maybe one kid could have the nickname over and the other could be under. Hey under shorts get over This is coming from a man who got hit in the bicycle this so week.
0: Under is supposed to bring over there. Is that what
1: you just said? Uh, close enough. Okay. Close enough. Let us move on. I love Cecil Shorts, by the way. Let that go down on the record. All right. Uh, a great weekend. Another great Sunday of NFL football. Parody has hit. Tight ball game. Almost impossible. I would say this year, a uh, beat the Schmoes might be the toughest year to pick game because, again, it's just from week to week. There's very few outside of the Houston Texans who had one horrible win. You know, They're about the only consistently good team right now. So it's really hard to predict. Results from the weekend, big dog. For myself, uh, after a brutal start, and you remember I fired my entire staff, right?
0: Yeah, yeah I remember. I, you know, after week five, a got thing rid
1: thing. of all the interns, fired every third consecutive bounce back week. I'm on the winning side once again, two and one. David Olson, you went two one, so bounce back week. But you said the big dog went one and two.
0: I went two and one. We oh, I diff- went one and two. I think I went two. I, t- I forgot. I did not take the one game that I I accidentally took Iowa over uh, Penn State. I went one and two. I thought I went two and one because I thought I took LSU over South Carolina. Uh. Or, I mean, LSU over Texas A&M. So you we ended up Iowa picking
1: Iowa over Penn State? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I want to get to that game tomorrow. We talk college football, but quietly. Because I thought that would be a great game, and I, I maybe would have picked Iowa too, but to, very quietly. Penn State is becoming one of the great stories of this year's collegiate football season. Bill yeah, O'Brien. they're
0: undefeated in the Legends Division. So the the first uh, and second place team, are, are the third place team is going to the Rose, uh, the Rose Bowl.
1: And they're one, field, one easy field goal. Remember they, they missed a Shank field goal, which was, should have won their first game. They should be 7-1 right now, or 6-1. Yeah, they should be
0: there. Yeah, Their with, second loss was bad. With it, the team that, Virginia. you
1: know, they lost six, seven starters... 2 weeks before the start of the season because a guy's defecting the team. It's an amazing job. We'll talk some college football tomorrow, but uh all right, so big dog after 3 consecutive winning weeks you slip a little bit, but no problem.
0: Oh, uh, that sucks. No problem. All right. more stay away from the NFL games coach to so just stay away.
1: More so importantly, let's like talk I about two of the best words in all of all of sports uh and would you agree cuz I do with Joe Buck saying he thought the absolute best thing in baseball is a Game 7 to get to the World Series.
0: Uh, I don't, you win a league championship that way, I'm still going to have to go with the Game 7 of the World Series as a, as a little better. Okay. So, so, I, I, under, I totally understand that, too, because I, I would have to say, like, if you're uh, when you're a child, the semifinals to go to a state championship game is a little bigger just so you can get and say, hey, I played a state championship game. You know, I understand that, but not when you're talking about guys that are always oh, it's about the ring, mm-hmm. it's about the ring and the to win the World Series championship. So uh, I I could appreciate his comment, but I'm n I am would not go okay. with him. I still the World Series game seven, that's about as good right. as it gets. Even better than hockey for me. Fair
1: enough, fair enough. We uh, we appreciated the Saint Louis Cardinals and the way they amazingly play baseball and win big games. When we left on Thursday or Friday show, the Cardinals were up three to one. I think we both appreciate more so was the, the postseason goes on, the San Francisco Giants who continue to stave off elimination their fifth time where they're near death and they find a way to win. But uh, they won both games over the weekend, Big Dog the Giant.
0: Yeah, the freaking hitless wonders that the Giants. Are. I don't know how that they made the playoffs with that horrible lineup. I don't know how they won a playoff series. I don't know how they're three three with the Cardinals. That's why he asked me for a prediction on this game and I'm I don't know because the, the Giants make no sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them in my sports IQ bracket, but that's about it. I, I have no idea. I, I honestly, coach, I, I don't know how they do it. They they score four or five runs with guys in their lineup that have like 55 RBIs for the whole entire season, and that's like their leading RBI. The Giants aren't good. They got Buster Posey and nobody. So, but it's like during the playoffs, they all hit every single time the Giants go to playoffs. These guys hit. I
1: don't know if I'm a Detroit Tigers team. I'm not. Feeling real comfortable, because I know you know we've got momentum, speaking of the Tigers, but whoever they play, be it Tiger or Cardinal, is going to come into that series with a little bit less talent and definitely a less rested pitching staff. But what they're going to have, Big Dog, is the belief that we can't be beat, that this is our season, because these are two teams that are on a magic carpet, right?
0: I'm going to have to agree with you. Whoever wins that, whoever wins the National League Championship Series is going to be like, can you freaking believe we're in the world? serious, guys? Yep. we got to win four of the next seven, and we're world champions? Where the Tigers are like, we we're supposed to be here. Let's get it done. We only have to win four of the next seven games. It's a little different psychologically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the Tigers knew they were supposed to be there, and the Cardinals and Giants are like, I can't believe we're freaking yep. here again.
1: And if, so. if they get down 2-1 to one or even 3-1, to one, either of these teams, it's not over, because they both have overcome great odds thus far.
0: Yeah, I, I, I completely right. agree with, with that, with that, uh, Assessment. I what wouldn't about write the... either one of those teams off whatsoever because, uh, I mean, quite simply, those teams have been comeback teams for the last couple of years now.
1: Now, what do you expect to see tonight? Pitching matchup uh, of Matt Kane about as good as they get. Consistent, of course, we said that about Chris Carpenter. He got shelled yesterday, but Matt Kane going up against Kyle Loesch. Any advantage there?
0: Um, Matt Kane has not pitched dominant whatsoever in this postseason. Oh, uh, and neither is Kyle Loesch. It's funny, the number one starters for the Giants and, and Cardinals, those have been the high-scoring games of this series, so I, I'm not expecting anything in terms of dominant pitching tonight, and I'm want to say that uh, Mike Matheny and Bruce Bochy, both of those guys are going to tell their pitching staff all hands on deck, because uh, it's not like Matt Cain, or Kyle Loesch has been dominant yet, so uh, if they give up a couple runs early, they're going to pull the plug. It's not like like if Justin Verlander gave up three runs in the second inning, they're going to be like, man, that they, they hit they hit Verlander. Can you believe that? Like hopefully he rides it out. If three runs are given up by Matt Payne in the second inning, they are yanking him in this mm-hmm. coach. Expect expect relievers to come in early and often.
1: Speaking of relievers, by the way, one guy that has captured my um, I don't know if imagination is the right word, but strong in the likability factor. I never even heard of the guy before the start of the playoffs, but uh, Sergio Romo the bearded warrior who has become the closer for the San Francisco Giants. That guy's pretty, uh, pretty funny dude to watch, Big Dog.
0: Yeah, it, it's funny. It's, that guy has a beard just like Brian Wilson, and yeah. I was out the other day. I was at East Bank Club, and some guy's like, man, they're like, Brian Wilson, he got a real tan or something. He doesn't look right. I'm like, that's not <laughs> Brian Wilson. It's Sergio Romo. So huh. the guy's like, "Who's the bear?" And the guy starts arguing with me. And like the three other people there with me just start laughing. Wait, They're like, it's are Sergio you? Romo. They
1: actually seriously thought Sergio Romo was Brian Wilson?
0: Yeah, that's when wow. I got an argument with some dude about that. Yeah. Wow. Come on come
1: on. I don't think so. He did yeah, a I great. Th- you didn't happen to see the segment on photo bombing by Sergio Romo, did you?
0: No, I have haven't uh, it. One, good. I have
1: that one they did a little, you know, little little five minute sketch on that. But apparently he. He's got a little practical joker side, as so many closers do in baseball and photobombing his particular artiste, if you will. All right, Bye. Big Dung. Great, great weekend of sports. we got got plenty to talk about tomorrow. And, again, a tremendous quandary tonight. is three big events coming up. But I will be at the Bears-Lions game, my one game that I go to each and every year, courtesy of Smith-Barney Steve. So any advice for me? I normally go on a Sunday afternoon. Any advice from the big dog for a Monday night appearance?
0: Well, I really don't have any for you. Just, like, make sure you put your flask in in an area where it's highly unlikely that somebody is going to actually grasp you and fill you up, Coach. That That's one of the keys. That's
1: actually uh, the reason I wear the flask. I actually bring so an empty somebody, flask.
0: So somebody will fill you up. Yeah,
1: you know, it's an empty flask. I just, you know, hope to get a couple thrills as I'm, you know, for a $150 ticket, you might as well. What the hell? <laughs> I'm going to sit through all those TV timeouts. Yes, Dave. Is parking included? Pardon me? Is parking included? Smith Barney, Steve has, uh, shall we say, easy in, easy out. All right, then. Parking included. Okay, because my my advice would be not to park at the stadium, but if you've got parking, oh, no, he yeah, might as well. Got the, he's, got, he's got it down to us. At the end of the game, we do, and, and I have to keep up with him, but we do the O.J. Simpson sprint out of the place. Jumping over people, onto the escalator, boom, into the car, we're out of there before everybody else. But it's a, it's, uh, a,
2: it's
1: a harrowing two minutes, Big Doug, I will tell you that. All right. But Monday night games, there are even more commercials, right, on Monday night game, more TV timeouts?
0: Oh, yeah, there a little bit more. Not not dramatically more, Coach. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely bring the radio. If you have a handheld, I would definitely bring the the, you know, the handheld.
1: You and... and- Thank you for bringing that up, because I was thinking of the exact same thing. Where, of course, you know, back in the day, the transistor radio, the handheld, would have been very easy. Who even has a radio anymore?
0: You don't have a handheld radio? Still, no, coach?
1: I don't. If, well, you, if, you've got mo- if you've got an iPod, most iPods have an AM tuner. I, Just bring it with. iPhone, you mean? iPhone i or iPod, either one. They should have an AM tuner. And if not, you can download a free app, I'm sure. I may have to work on that. I may have to work on it. See if I can listen to the seventh inning, then I'll tape the uh, the debates and watch the debates tomorrow morning at five. I'll find a way to get all three in though, big dog. But boy, if it gets down to the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning, it's gonna to be tough for you because you don't tape. If it's a close Bears game, and then it's a tight game, seven, seventh, eighth, ninth inning, I could see the big dog squirming in a seat a little bit. Could be difficult moments. I watch
0: the game on my phone, and I'll have the Bears game on at Danny Bonilla's house. That's that's I will have no problem with that, coach. Danny, who? My my buddy Danny Bonilla.
1: How did he get into this story?
0: I'm watching the I'm watching the the place at his house. That's where I'm going to be watching the okay. actual. Uh, uh, I'm going to be watching the Bears game. All right. So it's, yeah.
1: I'm not sure if I like Danny Bonilla. I thought you're going to be watching in the comfort of your own home, or possibly at the East Bank Club with your new wealthy friends.
0: Uh, no, it's uh, both. I'll try to do my best, coach. But yeah. It's, uh, <laughs>
1: All right, Big Doll. what else we got? We got about two more minutes to kill here, my friend. Any other – yeah, you are not out on the uh, river today, is that correct?
0: I was supposed to be, and uh, I I might end up being, but it's not 100% I'm supposed to be, but I think it's going to be canceled pretty soon.
1: All right. By the way, uh, David Olson, we should mention, very sad obituary over the weekend. I mean, not that sad because he's 90 years old and lived a tremendous life, but uh, one of the great bastions, one of the great originals. Of the liberal mantram, if you will, George McGovern, passing away at the ripe old age of 90 years old. Dog, how old were you in the famous McGovern-Nixon uh, battle?
0: I was uh, I w- I was not born yet. Really? I do- was born in 72, Coach. Yeah,
1: neither one of us was born wow. for that. so. I'm dating myself. No comments from you, Big Dog. All right. Well, he got killed by Reagan. I forget, but he was—he was. No, 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 no. Uh, Mondale killed killed by uh, Nixon. I should say, sorry. Yes. But that was right in the middle of the uh, you know the rebellious 60s. Anyhow, George McGovern, great liberal bastion, passing away at the age of 90. Any uh, prediction for the debate tonight, Big Dog? About 30 seconds. Anything you expect to see?
0: That uh, somehow the moderator is a friend of the Obama family again.
1: I think the moderator is Bob Scheffler, right, David, the rather aged and veteran, but he is supposedly going to be a little bit more feisty than Jim Lehrer was. That could be interesting. And he's got a couple of more wrinkles than Candy Crowley does, too, so we'll see. All right, dog, behave yourself, mend your wounds. I'm glad you're okay from the bicycle injury, and uh, hopefully you can track down that license plate and um, take care of things in a calm but reasonable manner.
0: Yeah, we'll see how that all works out, Coach.
1: All right. Ice packs, my friend. Ice packs. Go Bears. Go Bears. Bear down. Bears. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll recap a Bears victory at Game 7 in baseball and the debate. We'll do that all on tomorrow's show. We'll start it off at 10 o'clock. Don't be late. Best part of the show is uh, sometimes right at the very beginning, and then we slip steadily downhill right from there. That appears to be our tradition. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.